Often it seems that it's the members of the fairer sex who are asking the more telling questions in South Africa. One of those who's been doing so for a long time is Melanie Vaness, who's the chief executive of the Peter Maritzburg and Midlands Chamber of Business. Latest in the crosshairs is Transnet. Melanie, good talking with you again. You've had a lot of success when you do a take on power, speak truth to power. And when one considers that Peter Maritzburg and Midlands is not really the biggest part of an industrial complex in South Africa, you certainly are punching above your weight. How long have you been working in, uh, in your current role for? Um, coming up 13 years now, uh, Alec, but uh, I think that Peter Maritzburg and Midlands Chambers always had a, a, quite an influence at a national level. Um, we're one of the larger chambers in the country um, and at our uh, national association, the Association of South African Chambers, I'm the current chairperson representing um, the chambers nationally. So that does help a little bit to have that support of all the chambers behind me and uh, and I guess I get to to give voice to the issues that are, are creating a, an issue for us. So two hats. You're not just talking for Maritzburg and Midlands. You're actually talking nationally for business. And the point uh, that Bloomberg is now reporting on this morning, so clearly it's getting to the international community, is the debacle that's happening at Transnet. From your perspective, writing a letter to Pravin Gordon after a numerous... Uh, or numerous other people have been writing letters as well. Isn't there another way? Isn't there uh, perhaps a face-to-face -face opportunity that uh, one would have pursued rather than just another letter? Well, uh, the letter is really asking for an engagement, so it was a precursor to that, and I believe the minister is going to meet with all of us um, to discuss the issues um, and to understand exactly what the effect is on the ground and why it is that we've taken the stance that we've taken. So we are hopeful that there will be a result from this engagement. Um, I did write on behalf of our chamber, but also on behalf of the Association of South African Chambers and submitted along with that letter, letters from the various chambers individually as well, um, so that it isn't just Durban's voice or our voice, uh, it's the collective saying that this is not a KZN thing, this is a countrywide um problem of epic proportion. Uh, it is really, really, I, I think um, Prof. Havenko was saying that, uh, you know, Transnet might have uh, had a loss of 5.7 billion, but we lose a billion rand a day um, with the failures of Transnet. So it's a, it's a catastrophe. It's got to be dealt with. Why is it that big business has not been stepping up to the plate on this? I know you represent all businesses, but in particular, it's almost like business leadership, South Africa, uh, and the government have got a very cozy relationship and one that you would anticipate they could leverage more aggressively. Uh, any thoughts on that? You know, we it's very difficult to talk for another business organization, but, uh, but one would expect, given that they put out a very comprehensive cargo report on a weekly basis, 
that this is something that would have reached the top of their agenda. Absolutely, um, it, it, it's a crisis. Uh, there's no way. Maybe um, I think as chambers we're closer to the coal face. Um, so maybe what we're seeing is a challenge in, uh, from all of our businesses, whether they're SMMEs to large business. You know, you 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 sell something overseas. We've just been running a global export accelerator program. Uh, you get an order from overseas and it takes seven months to get there. Who's prepared to wait seven months in this day and age to get their goods? It's insane. Absolutely insane. Epic proportions. Just unpack that for us. Well, it's in both directions, both from an import point of view. Stuff gets stuck in the harbor and it and it affects negatively affects productivity, but it also, uh, on an export basis, to have stuff stuck for that period of time. That's why the calculation has come out uh, that it is that, that we're looking at a billion rand. It's costing the economy a billion rand a day. Uh, it's going to shave 5% off our GDP this year. Uh, if you look at our GDP figures, how can we afford 5% off there? Look at our unemployment figures. How can we afford to have this level of inefficiency? You know, I mean, Durban Port, uh, the World Bank, they rated us, I don't want to misquote this, but I think Durban Port is 364th out of 370 ports. I mean, how can we be that bad? It's just totally unacceptable. How many members of the chamber, of your chamber, or maybe all chambers, if you've got a figure for that, are reliant on imports or exports? And I, I say this, they, they have a ratio around the world called the trade-to-GDP ratio. And South Africa's trade-to-GDP ratio is 70%. So 70% of business activity in South Africa is uh, reliant on imports and exports. Within those that you represent, is it aligned with that or is it even higher? Uh, it would be higher, I would imagine, because because the it's the informal sector that isn't necessarily aligned with the chambers. Um, so uh, that would be a, a relatively small proportion of of trade in South Africa. So I would say it was up of seventy percent. I mean, it it it's catastrophic for us. We 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 really, you know, sometimes it feels like we're rowing upstream in a river, um, being held back by by things that are solvable. I mean, I just don't understand how we can be okay with the fact that we are this bad uh, it's not just uh, it's also not just the ports i mean it's the management of the of the in, the trucks on the n3 how can we have the levels of burning and interruption that we have there how can we have the the weights at our border uh, so long when we're doing trucking freight um i was just looking at the latest report actually uh, it's a busa report um which looks at uh, the congestion you know uh, the average weight at our border is 11.4 hours 11.4 hours to get across a border. You know, I just don't know. I just don't un understand how in this day and age of technology, we haven't actually got systems in place that work for our country, that work for our economy, uh, that make it easy for business to do business. We, we just make it harder and harder at every turn. Uh, you know, somebody has to step up and say, we're paying uh, this leadership of these state-owned enterprises an absolute fortune to deliver what is abysmal services, you know, it's, and, and it's due to very basic things. We have, we have uh, equipment breakdown. We have um, non-repair of stuff. We have uh, stuff that should be dealt with like uh, uh, cable theft and sabotage. And, you know, it, it's just the most insane environment. Uh, very basic stuff that should be gotten right is not gotten right. And, 
when the private sector step up and say, inefficiencies of the port are catastrophic, we need to engage, let us help you sort out those inefficiencies, we get the cold shoulder. A cold shoulder on what basis? Well, the Durban Chamber particularly, because they are a big port city, I mean, 60% of our stuff goes through Durban Port, have been trying to engage uh, on a consistent basis saying, we potentially have solutions that we can help bring to the table. Please engage with us. Please be open to them. And, and uh, their reports from them is that there's been no openness at all from, from transit ports. So, uh, you know, that, that's unforgivable given the context. The cynics are saying, particularly in the context of the Transnet chief executive's strange comment recently uh, about protecting road traffic rather than promoting rail traffic, that there's a deeper agenda that's going on here. Have you seen any evidence of that? Well, I mean, we we were absolutely horrified by that statement. Uh, when you look at the context of logistics in the country, uh, rail, what's happened to our rail ne network um, should be a source of great embarrassment. And there should be huge movements towards ensuring that we get that right. So the fact that there isn't uh, makes one wonder if there isn't another agenda. Uh, it, you know, it's mind-blowing. It's got to be put back in... in, in uh... Have you met with, with Portia Derby? Yes, I have. I've met her a couple of times, not as frequently as Durban has. Um, but, yeah, I have met her. Um, I think the the thing that perhaps sticks out in my mind is that, you know, if, if I was in charge of this organisation and delivering the kind of results that Transcend is currently delivering to South Africa's economy, I would be mortified. I would be apologetic and embarrassed and mortified. Uh, instead, what we get to see is uh, this complete no apology. It's unapologetic, and uh, and she's quite arrogant. I, and I'm in, in the context. That's just crazy. Um, you know, I think... Uh, our biggest problem is that we have poor leadership uh, at Transnet and uh, and a total lack of accountability. So are you calling on Pravin Gordon to replace Portia Derby and other uh, perhaps deployed cadres from the ANC? Look, I mean, we can't, we can't uh, obviously dictate what the minister does in response to, to the issues. Um, but... Uh, clearly, we are being very open and frank about what we perceive to be the issues and uh, and that we expect him to address them. If that involves replacing the leadership, um, I think he's probably got just cause to do so. You know, how does the whole economy get held to ransom by somebody's, a group of people's poor performance and we're paying for the privileges? Unacceptable. And the board of directors, I had a look at them in, in quite a bit of detail. There's not a single business person amongst them. Lots of academics, well-qualified uh, people, quite a few politicians there as well. It, it does seem to be strange, but is that the way that the bureaucrats run similar organizations around the world? Is it, is it stuffed with academics? Do they know better? I shouldn't think so. I would think that there, was, there would certainly be business representation on there. Um, and I think it's critical that there is. You know, we, we can't get kept on the outside um, of uh, organizations that are kind of holding our future ability to trade in their hands. It, it, it's got to be a partnership. We've got to work together so that we get the best possible 
logistics industry for South Africa. It's critical for all of us. If we don't, how do we address our, our growth rates? How do we address our unemployment? Um, it, it's got to be a partnership and there's got to be business representation. A little while ago, we heard about ICTSI, the Filipino company that's coming into the Durban port in public-private partnership. And there was a, quite a, a lot of celebration about that because it's a, it's a serious company. Uh, is this not what we're seeing at the moment just in anticipation of this organization coming in and, and playing a, a role in improving the efficiencies of, let's start with Durban Port? Well, I think the, the sections that they will be taking uh, control of are, are sections that are potentially profit-making for Transnet. So it's the problem areas that won't be addressed by uh, by, the having, by their introduction to the port. And and I don't know, you know, there's been some discussion about whether or not that's a logical decision for Transnet to have made, given the circumstances. Uh, I don't know enough about it to to give personal comment on it, but from the industry, that's kind of the feedback that we've had. That's worrying. That's not something that we've, as the as the general public, been enlightened on. So the, the areas where the problems are at the moment are still very much being controlled by the incompetent cadres. As far as I understand it, yeah. So what is your recommendation for a solution here? Did you, in your letter, um, have an agenda that you wanted to put forward to Pravin Gordon so that it, perhaps he could look at things differently? You know, we, we just asked for an open discussion. He's agreed to give us the time. Um, so we are prepared to listen to whatever uh, challenges they may have on their side, but to very frankly put on the table what we believe should happen. We will have a representatives of the logistics uh, sector there um, that will put the, uh, the potential partnership deals on the table that we as the private sector feel that we could bring to the table to help address this in the short term. The amount of money that it's costing us, uh, we have an interest in ensuring that we get that port as functional and efficient as we possibly can in the shortest time. Um, so I think there's a lot of help out there. Um, if there's a willingness to accept that help, uh, I think together we can make a huge big difference uh, to the port and to South Africa. Why isn't it going forward? Just stepping from the outside, you look at this, you've explained it's a crisis of epic proportions. Any South African citizen can see the number of trucks on the road. As you say, 11 hours of waiting at the borders. Our ports are rated amongst the worst in the world. There's, there's no mystery to any of this. Uh, why is there a reluctance, though, to even listen? That's the, the part we find so difficult, you know, uh, and which is why we've gone to the minister to say, we just, we can't deal with this anymore. And we, and we actually are not being given the respect the business community deserves, given the circumstances. So we, we need his intervention. It's something's got to, it's got to happen now. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's totally unacceptable. Uh, the leadership of Transnet should be falling all over themselves to partner with the private sector to solve these problems. I mean, after all, that is their mandate, to 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 deliver um, world-class services so that we're able to compete internationally, um, not this abysmal position we find ourselves in here. How far are you from the point where members are going to look for alternative geographies? 
to do their production. Oh, it's already happening. I understand business will navigate the environment as long as they can navigate it. And when it becomes untenable, they will look for other ways to 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 navigate it. I mean, we we sit with uh, we're not the only show in town. Let's be honest, Mozambique's port is right there. Uh, already, we have some complaints from Rebecca um, to say that uh, you know some of the because of the delays at the at the other ports and the inefficiencies at the other ports, their ports getting bypassed, which means that their product has to at uh, at huge cost truck to to other ports. Because they're going to get missed, you know. Uh, the implications for for South African business are are, are huge, and uh, and I'm afraid that if you are going to be tracking somewhere else, then maybe if you have more efficiencies in Mozambique, maybe that makes sense. Um, which is just a crying shame for South Africa and for for our country. Uh, we we are the busiest port. We are handling at this present time sixty percent um, of our container traffic in Durban. Uh, it's it's. It's, it's not acceptable that we don't bring it up to all standards. But what are the Mozambicans doing that this that uh, we South Africans are not doing? No, that's not something I can comment on because I haven't. I I'm not familiar with Mozambique port, so I think it's something that we will have to look at. Um, but uh, all around the world, if you look at the at the top thirty ports in the world. I mean, there's technology that manages that. There's efficient systems, and they, they don't have the level of, of equipment breakdown that we have here. Uh, we don't have um, we half the time we don't have uh, uh, what do you call them uh, straddle carriers available to to load and unload the ships. I mean, how do we not have basic equipment at our port? Uh, stuff is broken down. We've got three helicopters between Richards Bay and, and Durban. Last week we had one flying. You know, it's just shocking management. It's shocking. So, Melina, I mean, the, the million-dollar question is, why has it taken so long for you to get this khatful? That is a good question. We should have got this khatful long ago, quite honestly. Uh, you know, that's on us. We shouldn't have waited this long to to raise the issue. Um, but I guess it, it it's like boiling a frog. It gets Casually hotter and hotter and hotter until uh, until business explodes, and we're we're there. We did see a response from Pravin Gordon. Are you um, comfortable that what he said makes sense? Yes, I mean he's he's basically just uh, acknowledging that he's received our correspondence and that he is going to meet with us to to find solutions. I mean it's better for us to be able to to talk after that meeting and say. You know, out of the conversation, these are the outcomes, and uh, and businesses either satisfied or not satisfied. Hopefully, we'll we'll find a solution um, that works for everybody. But uh, to to just have this ongoing with no accountability, not on. And when is that meeting going to be held? I believe next week. I believe there is a team that has come down already uh, that are coming down tomorrow uh, ahead of his visit. So, I am. Um, I'm anticipating a good engagement next week. We live in hope and we will certainly be asking um, for some feedback on that if you are allowed to. Uh, often these things are, are private, but um, as always, Melanie, thank you for raising your voice as you, as you do. You're not a shrinking violet, never have been, and that seems to be what South Africa needs. Melanie Vaness is the Chief Executive of Peter Maritzburg and Midlands Chamber of Business and uh, also the head of all the chambers of businesses.
in South Africa today. And I'm Alec Hogg from business.com.